Are you cold? Yeah. Oh gosh, you should just say that. Uh-huh. Here, you can go. Ahead. Why don't you go ahead and turn that okay. off? <laughs> You're like slowly shivering and becoming ice. Hi and welcome to the podcast. Today it's just me, Becky, in the studio. Jay is not joining us. Make sure you tune into our next episode so you can hear his lovely tones. But welcome to the Happy Project podcast. We're so glad to have you guys here today and for our listeners joining in for the first time. Basically on this podcast, we talk about not only the half Korean experience, but we also discuss culture being second generation or third culture or adopted, social aspects of racial differences, and what it looks like to live as a mixed culture person. And we often have a guest with us to chat about their experiences and kind of what that looks like for them wherever they're from and uh, actually we will be continuing to expand the podcast beyond just having our guests and we are discussing history and you can check out our YouTube channel to see that we're going a kind of different direction so I won't give away everything quite just yet but I hope that you subscribe to our YouTube channel The Happy Project and you're following us on Instagram at the same name The Happy Project so you can kind of see or guess maybe or anticipate just what's going to be happening soon on the Happy Project. But for today, we do have a guest, a special guest. And uh, this is my friend, Sangyeol. And we met, I, I want to say a couple years ago, but first, Sangyeol, thank you for joining us in the studio. Hi. <laughs> is, that, is that usually how you say hello to people? No, I just say hi. hi. <laughs> this is really awkward, but hi, this is Sangyeol. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad to be here. And... Uh, yeah, thank you for the invite. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. I am so glad you're here. Yeah. You know, we... Okay, I haven't seen you in ages. What was the, When was the last time I saw you? I think when the last that? time you saw us. I distinctly oh. remember a phone call. I remember us talking call. on the phone. Oh, yeah. Because you were talking about some problems that you were having. Of course, <laughs> you girl were going problems. going on and on. Uh-huh. <laughs> which I always enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. But what have you been up to since then? So, um, I recently got exempted from the military. Oh, wow. Okay. So... I actually did go to the military for three days in December. Yeah. And then got out and then went back, got my medical checkup, Mm-mm-mm. and then I got exempted. Last, Why? This m- May I March. ask? Were you really ill or something? So there is this thing called um, a visual snow syndrome, uh-huh. and it's a rare condition. It is debilitating and it's got risks. So, mm-hmm. you know, the military had to look it over. Mm-hmm. But since it's so rare and there are no cases here, you know, it took a long time for me to wow. get all the papers. So nearly two years. That's oh, my gosh. So, so pretty much you were still in the military for two years or yeah, going through that process? Something like that. My goodness. Are you glad that you're exempt? Or It's kind a of... huge burden off my shoulders, mm-hmm. obviously. And now because I got exempted recently, I can go back to the job market and go for mm-hmm. a full-time position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been mm-hmm. applying to a bunch of jobs, yeah. interviewing, and that's been my life. So you're just trying to find a position now? Yeah. Yeah. Sangha, are you Korean citizenship? Yes, you I are. am. Okay. That's but, why I had to go to the military. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I had this thought that you were not Korean citizenship. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, though. Is it my accent? <laughs> <laughs> not me. I don't know. Well, here, why don't you give us just a little bit of background? Because people can't see you. They mm-hmm. can't see what you look like. But they can just hear your voice. So why don't you just kind of, if, if you don't mind, give oh. a little... Brief background, where is Hangyeol from, where were you born, and where did yeah. you mostly grow up, and what brought you here? Oh, for sure. Um, I was born in Pakistan in a city called Karachi mm. until, I think, middle school. Mm-hmm. No, 
elementary when the 9-11 attacks happened you know i went to thailand for that because everybody evacuated really oh mm-hmm. even over in pakistan people yeah, were evacuating yeah. so all foreigners had to evacuate oh, wow. my parents and i we went to thailand chiang mai mm. stayed there for a year mm. and then came back to pakistan mm-hmm. then a couple of years later went back to thailand for other reasons mm-hmm. and then went back to pakistan after high school i came to korea mm-hmm. for um college mm-hmm. so you went to university here yeah okay yeah and so you went to university here and you stayed here i stayed here basically because uh you know i was dealing with the military stuff too mm-hmm. and i couldn't go overseas mm-hmm. and also you know i just wanted to find a job here i didn't want to move anywhere else <laughs> yeah. yeah so okay so you're ethnically korean i'm ethnically korean but i grew up overseas yeah. for like 18 years mm-hmm. so i guess I guess you are Kyopo. I guess I am in a way. So what was your first language? <sighs> That's a hard question. Yeah. Because uh, I used Korean at, at home. Mm. But then when I went to school, I studied in English. Mm-mm. And then when I'm playing with my friends, I used a local language. Which was? It's called Urdu. Urdu? It's like mm-hmm. similar to Hindi. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, just that's been ever since I was like kindergarten. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what my first language is. Yeah, that's so interesting. I don't reckon there's too many Koreans living in Pakistan. There are just a few Mm -hmm. and very tight-knit. So a lot of the Samsung people come, Mm -hmm. all these conglomerates come to Pakistan and they send their families over. Mm -hmm. Or it could be just business people Mm -hmm. or missionaries, Mm -hmm. things like that. What was it like living there? Uh, Pakistan was a lot of fun. It was just uh, really hot. (laughs) <laughs> hot, <okay. laughs> so I used to be uh-huh. a lot darker. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I can't imagine if there weren't so many Koreans in Pakistan, probably. Uh-huh. I don't know if there was K-pop that was too popular at the Not time either. I, ma- I wonder what people thought when they saw you. You know, they ha- they used to call me, so in the local language, it's, they, would, they would say chini, which means sugar. But sugar? S- yeah, oh. but they were referring to Chinese because ah. I looked Asian. Uh, uh, uh. So they would call me Chini, Chini, Chini. Wait, they would call Chinese people sugar? They would, or is they it would just say like phonetic, chini. like a play on words? Yeah, yeah, play on words. Yeah. So, hey, Chini. So oh. I feel like, hi. <laughs> <You just go laughs> I'm actually it. Korean. Uh, uh. And he's like, oh, North Korea? They just, you know, Mm-mm-mm. try to like get me annoyed. And I'd, be, I'd say like, no, I'm from East Korea. Mm-mm-mm. Have you heard of East Korea? East Korea. <laughs> So, yeah, Mm -hmm. but mostly the people, when you get to know them, they're really nice. Yeah. And, you know, one of my closest friends, they're just Pakistani, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had a lot of fun growing up, played a lot of sports because they had power outages like every other hour. Every other hour? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So in total, you know, growing up, we'd get electricity like 12 hours a day. Mm. And this isn't like daytime, nighttime, right? It's just just every other hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, you know, during the day, you know, after school, like if lights go out, you know, I don't want to be home because it's already so hot. Uh, So I'd go out and play soccer or cricket, uh, just play around with my friends and then come back in when the lights come back on. What (laughs) an interesting life. Was this city? Was this in the city? Yeah, it was a pretty big city. Yet, you know, the infrastructure there is just still kind of developing Mm -hmm. and, you know, the electricity as it was a big issue Mm -hmm. when I was growing up. So. How is it in Thailand? Because I imagine Thai culture is very very different. different. Yeah. So 
the main difference, I guess, is because of the the religion. Mm. So Thai is primi- primarily like Buddhist. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. And then Pakistan is like Islam. Mm. So oh, it's wow. yeah. it's like the polar opposite, you sure. could say almost. So yeah, it was very interesting. It was eye opening. Mm. Um, Do you relate to one of those religions? No, I, no. I'm a Christian, so mm-hmm. um, it was interesting. Always sure, being the other. third <laughs> you've, you've always been the other yeah if we just say it very openly i mean yeah. it's pretty apparent through your story like always the other <laughs> yeah so you know like in class wherever i go although i did go to an international school mm-hmm. like um i would be one of the few koreans there mm-hmm. and everybody else would be either locals or just um straight up like diplomat family kids mm-hmm, so they'd mm-hmm. be american or like european sure So, yeah, I was the only, uh, you could say, the yellow oriental guy uh-huh, uh-huh. who wasn't so yellow. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> It's okay. But. That's fine. We're envisioning what oh. this hangar looks mm. like. <laughs> mm. So when people ask you where you're from, like, what, what can you say? I mean, even me, I'm being half Korean, but mm. born and mostly raised in the U.S. Still, mm-hmm. sometimes I come to Korea and it's just easier just to tell people like, oh, yeah, I'm just Korean. Like, I just throw it out there just so that we can move past in the conversation. But I imagine when mm-hmm. people ask you that yeah. question, it becomes quite a topic. Oh, man, I can relate to you on that one. Mm-hmm. Like, when people ask me, where are you from? And I'd be like, if it's a local asking here in Korea, I'd say, oh, I'm from Seocho. Meaning, like, I'm from Seocho. I'm from Seocho Station. Born and raised. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm from Seoul. And then... Uh, if like a foreigner asked me and I'm like I'm Korean but I used to live abroad hence oh. my English and that's how I sort of like relate to them uh-huh. but yeah I totally get you like when you say oh, I'm Korean but that always the next sentence is kind of annoying and you know after a couple of thousand times you just don't want to mention it so yeah the conversation just, can get very yeah it's I mean just repetitive mm, honestly very redundant and it's just uh, not fun Mm. to be honest do you ever wish you you could make it easier like do you ever wish you could just be of one side or the other like if you could just flatly say like oh i'm thai you know uh-huh. oh, i'm pakistani would you think that would make things easier have you ever experienced that like sometimes i feel like for myself i would just be like mm-hmm. can i just say like oh i'm just korean and then people mm-hmm. will just accept that mm-hmm. or like oh i'm just american people will just accept that right i sometimes i wish i could just mm-hmm. choose one side or the other because this balancing act can get tiring after a while do you ever experience that Well, definitely. I think, mm. you know, I do envy my friends who are just completely local mm-hmm. or just completely European. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I feel like I've always been in another country as a foreigner. Mm. So, and then when I come back here, it's a triple effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you a <know>? triple effect. <laughs> uh-huh. You could say. So, yeah, you know, it, it would simplify a lot of things in terms of just... introduction mm-hmm. you know, keep it short and sweet everybody mm-hmm. would understand no follow-up questions yeah so it would make life much easier for me yeah but you yeah. have a benefit of having grown up speaking korean right sure so you would you would you say your korean's flawless like people can hear you as a native korean speaker i think i can pull it off <laughs> yeah it's just that uh i picked up my korean just by playing or just being around people mm-hmm. i've never officially start like studied korean sure. so in terms of grammar 
uh, I can get the lingo down, mm-hmm. but it's just that when it comes to writing, you mm-hmm. know, I can get a lot of spelling errors and my, uh-uh. <laughs> my grammar might like uh-huh. go all over the place. Yeah. I write like a, how I speak. Uh-uh. So that's the uh-uh. biggest uh-uh. issue. Yeah. So cacaoing is not an issue. Yeah. But you're doing a business now or you're, you're, I shut you that down. You were doing a business. <laughs> I shut that down. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it didn't go very well. No, it was going really well, but mm. um, my business partner and I got into some kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he also studied abroad himself while mm-hmm. he was growing up, but he's not completely, you could say, like uh, foreign in the way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So he still has that Korean mindset. What does that mean? Foreign in the way of thinking. What does that uh, mean? So being Korean, Korean, you could say. So this is very interesting. Like, oh, he's very Korean American. Or, oh, he is very Korean-Korean, uh-huh. meaning full-bred Korean. Right. Um, and then there are the in-betweens. So it's it's a very gray area, but and always subjective. Mm. But when I was um, running a business with my partner and there were just clashes of values, I guess, it mm-hmm. was mi- mostly cultural mm. and the way people think here and mm-hmm. the way I was brought up would be i guess a bunch of cultures so we didn't get each other Mm. eventually and we're just like why are we wasting our time sure sure and you know we don't want to do this let's just be friends because he was my friend yeah so so it's not really it wasn't really business practice cultures but cultural clashes sure that caused these difficulties Thanks for listening to The Happy Project so far. We hope that you like what you're hearing and also hope that you'll be glad to discover that we have The Happy Project YouTube channel as well where you can watch interviews and videos with our guests. We have the website that's at thehappyproject.com and you can find more photos and stories there as well as a community page where you can leave your own photos or experiences for others to see. There's also the Instagram. It's under the same name. And if you're looking to get in touch with us, you can email us at thehappyproject at gmail.com. So often this question comes up when I'm doing interviews or I'm meeting people when they say, like, how come they don't accept me as Korean? Or what does it mean to be Korean? Like, essentially, the root of the question comes down to is, what does it mean to be Korean? And can I reach ever achieve that? Right. Um, And uh, so I kind of am curious then on your point of view, what does that mean? Like this Korean cultural clash? Well, what does that mean? Right. And Mm -hmm. what are these different cultural clashes that you're having or cultural differences? And how do you distinguish between them? Mm. So I guess um, coming from a guy's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, one of the main things that come into play is the whole military background. Sure. They would consider you to be either not Korean or mm. fully Korean if you don't understand the military culture, mm-hmm. which is very hierarchical mm-hmm. and, you know, command and respond kind yeah. of thing. And it it carries on to like a lot of different areas in in korea like Mm. at work you know how you address your supervisors how you you know engage with clients Mm. you know it's mainly based off like how korean men who've you know gone to the military and did their service do you find people ask you that when you're trying to apply for positions do they ask you like have you gone through military service so it's a big condition and it's a criteria they look at Mm. because i guess you know you could evaluate a person by you know asking 
Uh, have you gone to the military? Mm. Uh, where did you go? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like another like, network kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just finding that common ground, mm-hmm. right? I especially see in Korea, people are always trying to find common ground. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, oh, you're also the same age as me. Oh, then we can be friends. Yeah. Or figuring out, oh, you're from the same maybe hometown as me. Then, mm-hmm. oh, okay, then we are like family. We're close, right? And I think the military has another part to play in that. Definitely. I guess because, like, All Korean men have to serve in the military. Mm -mm. Uh, Number one, if you don't go to the military, then they ask, did you try to run away from it? Ah. Do they ask you that too? Yeah. (laughs) They're very Uh blunt about it. Uh Um, It's like, why did you not go? And I'd be like, I had a health issue. Uh And they'd be like, are you sick? Are you disabled? Mm -hmm. Everyone's going. What's what's your problem? Oh, wow. Kind of attitude and tone. So it is very uncomfortable when you hear it Mm. because that's where they draw the line. Sure. Or they see it as an opportunity to be very condescending. Mm. Like it gives them the permission to be that Mm. condescending to you. Because they look down on you if you haven't gone through military? Sure. It's like men... It's almost like a rite of passage, right? mm, It's like if you haven't gone through the military experience, then I guess they don't consider you to be... a man Mm-mm-mm. kind of thing. Yeah, it's that, that transition, I guess, that mm. time of being just a boy and becoming a man. It's this military mm. time. This is, seems to be a very prevalent thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I face, I've been going through this whole thing. Uh, every single time I went for a job interview uh, or going to, like, internships. So, Do you think it's really important, though? I mean, it's hard. I think it would be kind of maybe more difficult for you to answer that question since mm-hmm. you didn't experience the whole military thing and be mm-hmm. able to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But from your unique point of view, mm-hmm. being the position that you are at, do you really think military would have totally transformed you or made you a man or would have been so significant mm-hmm. impact on you to now become a valuable member of Korean society? Mm. I think had I gone through the whole... experience i could relate more Mm. and you know find more common ground Mm -mm. with those who did go to the military Mm -hmm. and you know be more easily accepted that would have been nice Mm -mm. but i honestly didn't see the need of Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. uh, to develop myself that's discipline or like of course it'd be nice to you know go through all the training and get stronger right those abs that's the only reason why people go to the military (laughs) Uh uh-huh no it's apparently i went for just three days and it was so boring oh so i I would have lost my mind if i was there for another yeah i've heard that it's just boring very boring that's why they make you do um they try to keep you busy all the time Mm. because you know bored people can you know do crazy things Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and you gotta Yeah, so it was very interesting. Um, I think in the military, I guess you just you learn to become selfless and you move mm. by like as a group or an organization. And our culture here in Korea, it's like there is very little um, individualism. Yeah, is that the word you're looking for? Sure, everything's done by a group. Right. you're put into a group or you're part of this company Mm. that becomes your identity whether Mm -mm. instead of just your personal traits Mm -hmm. and they don't appreciate it if you are very individualistic or you stand out so so where do you fit in among all that because you 
definitely don't fit in, I think, mm. in the traditional sense of the word here in Korea. Sure. Um, you know, I try my best to fit in. Um, I have been doing that all my life because I've been moving around a lot. <laughs> and, you know, the flexibility, I, I just figured that it's good for my survival. <laughs> so you're very good at kind of uh-huh. fitting into anywhere you need to fit in. Sure, because where else I've realized, I've come to realize that it just gets very difficult mm-hmm. if you're not accepted. Sure. So, yeah, here in Korea, um, just starting with the language, you know, not just your tone or demeanor, just the language, how you dress mm-hmm. uh, elders and people who you are not acquainted with. Mm-hmm. So you have the yo and Yeah, this is the thing that's built into the Korean language to emphasize it. The language itself, this is just for some people who might not speak Korean. The language itself, um, it's not even a matter of using different type of vocabulary, but different sentence structures to indicate your relationship with the person you're talking to. Mm -hmm. So that's what you're referring to. So So like in French, there's the Uh, vous and du, right? right? So just like in French, Mm -hmm. Korean have that, but it's a lot more complex. Yeah. It's very well structured. <laughs> it's built totally inside the language. Like it's mm-hmm. unavoidable to escape this, these hierarchical structures mm-hmm. of society. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's the language itself, right, is emphasizing sure. that. So you, I, I guess you've kind of learned how to flit here and there. Yeah, I tried my best everywhere. all the time. It didn't work out yeah? so well all the time. Like why? Like, so in college, uh, I was a freshman and then... You know how you greet people, mm-hmm. say, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I Here wave, in Korea. Yeah, uh, elsewhere, not just in oh, Korea. Uh-huh. So I was more like westernized then, mm-hmm. I guess. So I was walking one day in school and then I saw like one of the older guys come. The dude's just walking by towards me. And I just like raised my hand and just like, hey, what's up, dude? Mm. Hi, young mm. kind of thing. And he got offended. Oh, really? Because I didn't bow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, what so, happened? So then, you know, he was just, like, very surprised. Mm-mm. And it, to me, he just awkwardly said hi and walked away. Mm-hmm. But apparently he called, like, the one, like, a year above me, this guy. And just like, who the heck is he? Like, oh. is he insane? Why does he think I'm his friend? Like, in terms of, like, age. Uh, uh, uh. It's like he has no respect. Uh, you know, you should really talk to this kid before oh, wow. he gets into more trouble. Yeah. And, yeah, I was just sitting in the library the uh, next day, and this guy comes up to me randomly, hey, we need to talk. I was like, why? It's like, you did something, and not, and the other person didn't like it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what did I do? It's like, uh, did you say hi? <laughs> I was like, yeah, obviously. Uh-huh. We take classes together. Uh-uh. I like him. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, well, did you bow or how did you say hi? Mm. I was like, oh, just very like, you know, light and just cheerfully, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, man, oh. you did the wrong thing. Mm-mm. You should have been a little bit more respectful Mm-mm. of your elders. I'm like, respectful? I said hi. Isn't that respect? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it started there, you know, mm. and then I've come to realize that just just bow <laughs> and you just it's, try to like you want to how can i say this 
you kind of want to make some sort of stand, not necessarily like in an aggressive way, mm-hmm. but almost just to kind of stand your own ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to conform mm-hmm. to these rules or rituals just because mm-hmm. you, you want me to do it. But having that constant, maybe passive aggressive opposition all the time, because it's the whole society, the structure yeah. of it, can become very taxing and you become tired of being alone or being the only one thinking mm-hmm. that way. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, f- I can relate to mm. what you're saying, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you, I did find, like, small pockets of friends mm. like me, like other third culture kids mm-hmm. at school and talked about the same thing. We complained about the same <laughs> thing. So mm-hmm. we just let out then. And mm. then when we go back to class or just hang out with a bigger group, we're just, like, being more observing mm. uh, towards how other people act or you know interact with each other and mm-hmm. try to copy that so so that we don't stand out yeah do you think it would have been different if if let's say you didn't look fully korean like maybe you would have been able to let it slide uh you know that's the thing um since i look korean mm-hmm. my behavior is more offensive mm-hmm. than <laughs> than say somebody who someone who is mo- wide and blonde, yeah right? exactly so the assumption is that hey you're korean mm-hmm. but hmm why are you acting this way? Mm-hmm. They can't understand that mm-hmm. until you open your mouth and explain it. And they it kind of mitigates their anger or their confusion. Have people like, actually been angry at you? Yeah, definitely. But like, what, what would be a, a situation maybe you could share? Mm, just generally. Like, if you talk back to an elder mm. or you even ask a question, mm-hmm. a legitimate question, mm-hmm. they take it on as, like, a challenge oh, to uh-huh. their authority or something so then they start you know raising their voices Mm -hmm. or get a little more aggressive Mm -hmm. so that i guess it's just a general thing Mm -hmm. and uh, see the thing is like after i encounter those things i just try to erase it yeah instead of carrying it with you all the time it's easier to just i've realized that and Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing i can change about the society um korea is unique and it's very convenient to live in i enjoy large parts of it Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah i'm like okay well these are some things that are not entirely good but and i'm not entirely comfortable with but there's so many other good things Mm -hmm. that i just focus on and when those you know weird or like uncomfortable situations come i just kind of brace myself Mm. and then let it go after mm-hmm. as soon as possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's just not healthy <laughs> so you feel like instead of maybe trying to carry possibility mm-hmm. of maybe my action or my words or me as an individual can change this it's easier to just kind of like okay mm-hmm. we just pass it by mm-hmm. let it go over my head you know there's a saying in korean you listen with one ear and you let it come out the other uh-huh. <laughs> in one ear out the other yeah yeah so you know when when the older guys are just like nagging or like just i just stand there nod or like look down you never look them in the eyes sure yeah, yeah. you just gotta look down mm-hmm. and let it go through one ear you say yes i will do that and then you go off I'm and do sorry. what you're gonna do anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this that's how I learned to cope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep your head down. 
mm-hmm. right? Learning how to balance between mm-hmm. all of these cultural expectations is quite mm-hmm. a lot. I imagine. Yeah, I know. I don't know how to unpack it all for you. It's just yeah. The thing is with culture and experiences, it's sure. it's no easy task even to yeah. ourselves understand it in words because yeah. we can understand it in experience and in feelings and over time, but to actually put it in words in a way for someone else to understand, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the purpose of this podcast and this yeah. project, honestly. But, you know, there are times when um, it's weird where um, I've always had people say, like, oh, you're so good in English. Mm. I'm so jealous. Like, uh, you must be getting a lot of job offers. Like, you're going to be so successful in life. And I'm just like, man, I don't speak <laughs> Korean <laughs> fluently. Mm. And I'm supposed to. So, like, I envy you. Like, mm. and. They don't understand it when I say that. What is something you wish Koreans, foreigners alike, knew mm. about being a third culture person? Uh, well, it takes time um, for us to sort of understand our own identity. So I guess patience. <laughs> Half the time, we don't know what the heck's going on. We're just confused and we're just trying to... Uh, adapt, uh, blend in, and uh, when we do something and it doesn't seem so, like, socially acceptable or Mm. whatnot, then, you know, just don't judge. (laughs) Try to understand that. (laughs) Don't judge. We're coming from a different, varied background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going through some things, and (laughs) just like you'd be going through some things if had you moved abroad, and... You know, the thing is, like, I guess from my experience, if I compare it, it's like every time I went abroad, all the locals and people were very welcoming and accepting. But I returned to my own home country and the people of my color, language, are not accepting. And that is frustrating. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it's gotten a lot better now since a lot of people went abroad to study and come back mm-hmm. and, you know, they understand that. And like, uh, you know, for example, at my previous workplace, there are a lot of like guys who studied abroad, like in the U.S. And, you know, every time I would kind of appear to be like the odd one in the room, mm-hmm. they just, you know, talk to me over lunch like, hey, you know, I feel you, man. Like, uh, but, you know. In Korean culture, it would have been more wise had you done this mm-hmm. and just calmly walk through it and tell me, like, why it would have been better mm-hmm. and just help me understand. Mm-hmm. So those guys out there who are doing that, uh, big shout out. And <laughs> I think yeah. you guys are doing the right thing and mm-hmm. it helps us the most. Mm-hmm. It's just patience and just, you know, walking us through. Yeah. Not making an assumption based on your appearance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, being patient, non judgmental. Mm. and trying to be open-minded and help to explain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sangin. I'm so sorry we have to wrap up like this because I feel like, honestly, we could talk for ages about all of this. But I really appreciate you being here and sharing your experience. You're a first person coming from, I guess, a third culture background. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely, it's totally different than Mm -hmm. everyone else. Everyone's experience is so unique. But Sangin, I just want to thank you one last time. Thank you for joining us in the studio. No, thank you for having me. 
course, anytime. And thank you to our listeners who tuned in. I hope that you will keep tuning in and you can subscribe to the Happy Project podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Google Podcasts, Spotify. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and of course, our own website, thehappyproject.com. Do find our YouTube channel. You can see videos. Sometimes we have videos of the actual podcast so you can see what our guests look like. And we hope you'll follow us on Instagram at the Happy Project. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Listener mail is always, always welcome at thehappyproject at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We are The Happy Project. I wonder, Sangi, if it's so much about uh, you breaking cultural norms or you just being obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. We should cut that out. We went there. We went there. (laughs) Just kidding. It's okay. I've known you for some time.